0: Sorry to interrupt, is this filmed? Like nah, do you, do well we get like
1: the odd little clip from it. Oh, right, okay. but not, mostly it's all just sort of, audio. Yeah. Um, and do you
2: swear on no, it or not? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Please, Please swear. I love oh, editing as that. This is actually the last episode of season no, four. we do like season, which is 10 episodes. Oh, nice.
0: So okay. week off. Oh, week, week off. off, week off. Yeah, it's <laughs> going
2: to be heavy. I'm going to be out every night on this week off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you get a week off, man, you're going to be, what going to
2: do yourself? I know what I'm going to do,
1: Right, okay, Okay. will Hello everyone, welcome to the Weekly Freestyle Season 4, Episode 10, the last episode uh, in this season before we do have our week off, um, which we're both looking forward to. Um, I'm up altitude at the moment, I'm up in Flagstaff in Arizona um, for an altitude training camp, we've got three weeks up here, so we're having to work with the time zone difference, so Alex, you're eight hours ahead of me right now, um, but we've got a pretty great episode for you, we've got a special guest. Um, which is exciting but first of all I'll explain how's the week been obviously a big one with the uh, with the coronation and the bank holiday
2: Yeah we've already touched on the coronation uh, a lot of celebrations going on in London I managed to get myself stuck in Pall Mall for a couple of hours in the pouring rain oh, which no. was great um, I was going around in circles um, so that was good fun um, but we've got we've got two birthday boys with us which I think is probably mm. probably the main highlight of the week uh, and and how are you both doing
1: Yeah good so. Um, the guest is Duncan Scott, if you had not um, already put two and two together. But yeah, we're good. Yeah, so um, no, we had a good birthday. Well, I had a good birthday. Smooth. <laughs> a pretty good birthday, I think. Yeah, I had a great worst birthday. Worst birthdays, I think. Yeah, I had a great birthday. Loved it. Um, I was 23. Duncan turned 26. Um, we Went out for a nice meal um, on the Saturday night. So we're here with the whole team, it's like 14 of us. Um, so we went out for a nice meal and went for some sushi on the Saturday night um, and just celebrated. It was a really great week. Um and uh yeah, we was done one week down, got two weeks to go up here. But uh no, it was cool um up here celebrating the birthdays. Yeah, no, it's
0: good, good
2: fun. Good stuff, and yeah, and how is how is camp going? As you say, you've been out for a week. Um, Tom, is this your first time on altitudes? Um and and Duncan, is this something that you've you've done regularly before?
1: So it's not actually my first time on altitude, but I've not been here since I was like 19. So not been here since before the pandemic, actually a long time ago. Um I quite like it though. I do really enjoy it. It's a bit different because I'm training with Duncan's coach out here, Stephen Tigg, So it's kind of a different philosophy. Like when we spoke to Katie a few months ago, the previous she was explaining how they train and stuff like that. Um, but I really like it. We've done one week. First week was okay. Back in the week got a bit bit tasty, but it'll be this middle week that's that's kind of real, really hefty. Um, but Duncan, you've done quite a few of them. Yeah, so I think this is my seventh. Um, my seventh time
0: up here, so I'll be looking for a green card pretty soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've no, I've been up here a lot. Um, and that's something that uh Steve, take my coach, believes in pretty heavily. Um, and you know, I think with being a swimmer of a coach, you kind of just need to follow their philosophy or whatever you know method of training that they kind of believe in. And you know, I've I've seen some really good benefits from being up here as well. And that other link is. Which I find pretty useful is is coming up here with other bricks swimming swimmers like the, the quality that we've got at this mm. in this camp is is un- unbelievable you know from the four by two to the four by one boys like the, the group of guys that we've got here is is pretty pretty insane so uh no it makes for makes for some pretty good sets and you know we got to see that last week and we'll see how that
2: goes in the next two weeks. Yeah, it sounds great. And I, I think, Duncan, while we, while we have you this week, we want to do a little bit of swimming chat, but I'm sure you, bought, you boys do um, plenty of that. Um, so we, we might dive back into that. Um, but weirdly enough, we did actually try to record this episode a few days yeah. ago, but, but some of us still have our parents paying for our phones. <laughs> so it didn't quite yeah, get Yeah, So a yeah, bit of context, explain that. Then. <laughs> a bit of context
1: now. Um, um, <laughs> so we tried to record this episode on Friday. The Wi Fi hotel is really bad. So I was like, all right, I'll hotspot it. Um, but my mum still pays my phone bill. It's like, you know, a bit in between us. It's, like she buys, still buys the it's the only thing that my mum pays Oh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I'll actually come to think. It. No, it really? is the only thing. She doesn't buy my trousers either. No, so <laughs> I, she pays my phone bills just because we never changed it when I was like a, like yeah, a yeah, fine, that's so fine. So I had to try and call my mum, but she's in the Middle East at the moment, tried to get her to change the password on the three websites so I could log in and try and buy some data to hotspot onto the iPad turns out that three websites are absolutely useless. So I'm happy that to be broadcast that um, three, you know, they need to sort out their customer service. But couldn't get the hotspot. Couldn't quite work out Duncan's hotspot either. So we're on the hotel Wi-Fi again. So fingers crossed it works. But apologies if there's any delays or any technical issues. But, yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, thanks, Jackie, for paying my phone bill. So,
2: yeah. So stay on that matter. Yeah, I don't know where to start, but... um... It kind of links into what we're going to discuss. But Duncan, you actually dropped me a, a, a LinkedIn connection, which I was pretty buzzing with uh, this week. Um, but some of the, some of the stuff you, you chat about on there is, is pretty serious stuff in terms of coming at it from a, a swimming perspective and of something the, that you get behind. Um, I guess at the minute with the, the tricky sort of financial position that we're all in, stuff like heating pools and having facilities available up and down the UK, but also Scotland is um, something that's, I guess, really serious at the moment. Um, do you, do you want to just speak on that and how important you know these campaigns are to get behind our pools really are
0: yeah it's, it's not something yeah I was actually we were joking about that the other day like <laughs> with, with, with LinkedIn and I uh, yeah, showed sure, you know it's, it's not something I had before about January and then I just yeah. started using it and I was like oh, I'll just see it, see how it goes and yeah I thought it was more of a platform to um, to reach a, a different audience um of people you know I use Twitter and Instagram but you know, I thought around awareness for you know, as you've mentioned, heating pools and the sort of the leisure industry right now is is coming under huge threat. I thought it was maybe a, a good place to to speak on, um, and it, and it got and it built quite a bit of traction. Um, and a couple of things that I put up there that I found really interesting was, you know, first of all, it was great for the um, down in England. They were able to get, a, I think it was about sixty million that they were able to get as a grant. I think it's sort of. There's a selection of money, a pot for for just now and then for the future as well, which I think is great. And and I think um, there's a a thing in the Scottish government. Well, we Scottish swimming spoke just before trials actually, um, seeing if they can sort of get a grant as well. Um, and we'll see how that is going to play out. But um, another thing I saw, which was really interesting, I don't know if you've seen it, was um, the way in which pools are heated down in England. There's like five or six of them that are done, and it's through mm. a different method. It's like I want to say it's, this guy uses like, oh, I'm trying to get that out because me, me explaining it's going to be completely no, useless. It's
1: a lot cheaper. That's right, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's,
0: yeah, it's insane. A um, lot but yeah, I, th- I think using that platform, you know, it reaches a different audience of people that, you know, can can relate to it and, and can have an understanding. But I think more importantly as well, you know, can, can reach some people that can definitely help because, you know, amounts of money each year from the government isn't going to be, a, it's not a solution, it's a short-term strategy. And I think, You know, it needs to be something that's done because, you know, if these leisure facilities, you know, in Scotland, if they shut, but, you know, across the UK, if they're shut, you know, it's going to be devastating for mental health, physical health, you know, people, you know, friends, their communities that they're part of, the elderly go there, you know, injured people, clubs, you know, everything. So, you know, I think it's, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty interesting what happens over the next 12, 18 months with not only pools, but leisure, leisure centers as a whole.
2: Yeah. And I think, yeah you've touched on it there I mean a lot of the the attentions will be grabbed by I guess elite people like yourself in terms of having those facilities available and I know during the pandemic that was highlighted in terms of getting straight back in there but maybe Tom you want to touch on it but how important is for youngsters getting into a just being active but as as Duncan say physically and mentally but just having somewhere to go and I guess it's tricky because if it's starting to cost more and more to go to your local Mm -hmm. leisure centre then it's becoming more of a barrier for people to just yeah be active yeah. And, and get down it's true and the, the
1: the real shame is pools are the most draining on leisure center facilities in terms of like the heating and the cost and stuff like that so we get new, you get new gyms that are being built all over the country none of them are getting built with pools in them you know leisure centers are getting built just without pools schools the first thing to go is the pool because it's the most expensive and the most costly to heat and keep maintained and stuff like that so it's a real, real shame. But on top of that, you touched on the community aspect. I wanted to speak to DCMS a few months ago. I think we spoke about it on the pod a while back, but just about how important grassroots swimming are. Swimming is um, not only for, you know, a selfish standpoint for the sport, and for Swim England and British Swimming, but like you said, mental and physical health. But, you know, it is the only sport that can save your life as well. You know, and that's something that is really, really important and needs to be stressed. And then you can kind of go into why more schools really need to be doing more, when it comes to learn to swim, but most of the time it's not—it doesn't fall on them, you know—that they're so um stretched on their budget and their funding and things like. That. And you know, if they're having to travel further because a, le- a leisure centre or pool's closed, you know, it comes out of their pocket having to get the bus over. So there's there are a lot of issues at play, and, and every time a centre does close down, that's a whole community that's been affected. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of talk, especially in London, about getting young kids into youth centres and leisure centres and things like to keep them, you know, from going down a bad path or you know just keep them together and, and have that mentor and things like that and i think leisure centers are a great example of that so yeah there, there are so many issues that it always touches on but um it's not just like oh we need to get more kids swimming so that you know we have a good relay for 2032 or something like that it's actually there's so many other reasons that that, that are really
2: important to keep these centers open and uh, duncan did, yeah. did you did you find your your heating methods
0: yeah yeah so i've just i've just found it online there and it's um so it's the, the the title of the um, the oh, article I'm is "Tiny Data Center Used to Heat Public Swimming Pools," and it's it's this guy in uh, Exmouth in uh, Leisure Centre, and it's the computers inside the white box is surrounded by oil to capture the heat, enough heat um to to get the pool to about 30 degrees uh, for 60% of the time, which saves them thousands of pounds. And I found it a really interesting method. I mean, the guy was doing it for free for this place because he was like, oh, I mean, it's just excess energy you know it doesn't i don't need to do anything yeah um and, and at the bottom it's sort of and over the last 12 months they've said it's obviously thousands um so yeah it says another seven or eight have signed up for it and i think that you know it's methods like this and as as the issue grows you know it's gonna have to find some pretty intuitive methods to uh, to keep the cost down but you know that's one that you know hopefully is able to to I guess almost act as a domino effect mm. to to either bring more or you know if that starts going in up and down the country and that's a yeah that's a good thing as well
2: yeah for sure and I think there's there's so much work that can be can be done in that space and maybe for the for the future you boys can sort that out and get all our pools pool treated <laughs> by a washing machine or something <laughs> we've
0: got we've got plenty of time during the day yeah, here. we'll we start <laughs> thinking
1: about it eight hours to kill to I'll
2: give you boys six hours by the time I wake <laughs> up tomorrow. <laughs> it's a revolution and uh, another thing I've seen um, you've posted about Duncan I think this uh, relates more to the elite end of the sport is to do with sort of the the coverage that swimming gets especially at a domestic level um, from our national broadcaster and I guess any broadcaster because I I just had a look at the back end of British champs on the BBC sport page and even on the swimming page apart from uh, Adam Peaty not being there there's hardly anything there so I think that surely that must be something that you guys want to try and improve or you have a few things to say about that.
1: We we'll speak much just the other day, weren't
0: we? Yeah, we are chatting about this. And do you know what actually reminds me of when you said that there? Is, I remember when Tom Daly didn't make a World Champs team and the selection announcement was Tom Daly not in team, rather than... Something for all the young kids. Yeah, that made it and yeah like that. all the kids that were on the team. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a credit to them because Tom Daly and PE for our sport, is, they're such big names because of what they've achieved. But at the same time, for, for other names to grow... Uh, we, we need the journalists and the articles to, to kind of be about them as well. and um, Yeah, I kind of found it um, a little bit upsetting, you know, going into the, the champs. All, this, all the talk was either negatively about, you know, the issues that we do have within the swimming industry. But, um, you know, nothing was focused around, you know, the, the possibility. You know, we had a, an excellent Olympic Games a couple of years ago, a great Commonwealth Games for, for so many. And, uh, you know, so many youngsters also broke through at Commonwealth Games mm-hmm. and brought at home Commonwealth Games as well, if you like, in Birmingham. And, um, you know, there's just there's not really anything on it, which is which is a real shame. So, um, yeah, no, it is frustrating um, because, you know, comparatively to other sports in the UK, you know, we're performing really well and, you know, we're, we're, at, the, we're at the top level and, um, and the, the depth that is in within British swimming at the moment as well is, is incredible. So, um, you know, it's just a little bit frustrating to, to be a part of that because, of, you know, there's some athletes that are further down that just never seem to to get any recognition for what they achieve.
2: Yeah, I think with the swimming itself, as, as you say, there are so many personalities in the sport right now. Um, and obviously you've got world champs and that, that lead up to Olympic stuff. And I think even just uh, an event like Sheffield, which, which other sport do you have where you've got, two basically two people vying for a spot um and you've got to perform in that that one race i I don't think there's many sports like it but it's such a pressurized and tricky environment
1: yeah you're right mate um it is really exciting but you know that's the nature of the sport when it comes to trials for us is it comes down to the single day we have to like deliver things that. but i mean you were in Ponds Forge in Sheffield you saw the atmosphere or lack thereof for the British Championships and you know maybe it's the journalists fault maybe it's the you know british training for not promoting it correctly and not getting the tickets at the right price and things like that you know it's 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 a number of different factors at play but you're right you know and what duncan says right you know we're a sport which is absolutely at the top of the country at the moment you know with with people who are winning medals at world olympics commonwealth games you know and really kind of bring home some silverware for the nation and it's like sometimes it can get a little bit frustrating that it's not um it's not getting the coverage it deserves, And it's funny you mentioned personalities there, you know. Maybe we need like a, like a Drive to Survive style um, documentary or that full swing one. to try and really show what goes on behind the scenes because I do think there's some interesting content there and it, it kind of would open up a, a world that's not really known by many people and introduce, introduce everyone to some characters. So who knows, mate? That could be the next big idea. Another thing we've got some time to mull over.
2: Yeah, well, every uh, mini-mic interview at, at a time, I'm, I'm trying exactly. to you know, get out of the masses. So we'll, we'll keep one on at, at a time. time. Indeed. Um, but before we get on to, to some personal stuff, um, Duncan, we had Katie Shanahan on the podcast. Um, I think it was the last series or the or the series before, and she mentioned the Jan Albrecht model, um, the the stuff that you guy you guys do with Stephen Tig. Um uh, but she, she kind of struggled to explain it uh <laughs> to to a way that I guess we could understand. So how how would you sort of explain it? Because I guess it's a it's a different, slightly different way of training that most people would know.
0: So how much do you guys know about it? Or do you, or, 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 or what 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 do you think about it? Or what, what do you what's the outside perspective on it?
2: Well, do you, uh, do you want me to from the outside? I think it was the idea that you do is it more volume, but slower stuff in general with just a few like really high quality bits in there?
1: Yeah. And what do you think? It's a testing process, isn't it? Where they take the you have to do a certain test and see what your lactic acid is after a certain swim hit at a certain time. I hope I'm close to the mark here. And then there's a there's a chart a table through an algorithm that you need to follow sent off to one bloke in Denmark. Denmark, <laughs> Denmark. interesting. Strong <laughs> <laughs> country, but... I, yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's the training method. And, right, so first of all, the test. So this is a guy, so his name's Jan Albrecht. And it's more like, I wouldn't say it's um, a, sort of a model, it's more like a testing um it sort of gives you an indication of where the athlete is at and it's for the coach to get their physiology in the correct at its peak for certain times so every four years really in theory um to make sure their physiology at, is at its best then and only then um so firstly well you've got the guy Jan Albreg and it's him and his wife that do it and for me I've been doing it since um I think my first session in 2014 um, and through there you do it kind of every sort of six to eight weeks and um, would be the main thing and within that um, I'll touch on this like kind of brief, briefly but it's like um, a 400 free and um, so within all of this you do you have to have your lactate between two and a half and five and um, so you get you do a 400 freestyle then you do a 200 and you do 150 100 and then you do a push 100 max as well um, and within every single repeat that you do, you just do a, a full recovery, come back, and then go again. So then within that, you send or Steve sends the results away to to Jan. Um, God, I've you, I've got. Now if I knew how he got uh, the numbers, you know, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now because uh, he makes a pretty penny with the uh, with the results and with what he does and you know, i was just saying to dino the other day because he's chatting about it you know he's i think he's got over 600 international medals you know it's not just in wow. swimming it's different sports as well. yeah it? so he does triathlon i think he did a lot of them um, he was in cycling a little bit but you know i don't think he wanted to be associated with with that so he stepped away quite early um i want to say longest dis- like skiing like cross-country skiing mm-hmm. um and then one of the biggest names probably in swimming that he's used you know it's all it's all quite confidential but you know he probably be quite happy. Is uh Huguenin used it for for a long period of time? Um, you know, obviously early two thousands and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, so it sends away the results and then um, can be any time. You know, if he's on holiday or how <laughs> it can be a can be a long period of time or a couple of days or a couple of hours. Puts into his algorithm or whatever comes back and we get um we get a sheet um i actually think I've, i think i've got it right here but um yeah you get um you get a yan sheet as we call it and throughout that you have you you get an anaerobic number pretty much and you get a so your vo2 max and you get a vla max as well so your anaerobic power and your aerobic number and um, so examples of that they can be anywhere between the lowest that i've seen is probably i don't know let's say 40 and then for your um aerobic number and then your VLA VLA max, you can get, like, really low, like, I don't know, 0.1, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then the other end of the spectrum, like, 1.4, 1.5. And then for your aerobic, your VO2, it can be, like, 90-odd as well. And um, So with these, though, there are two, like, main numbers there. That's, like, the main focus of it. And that can kind of change as well with your training. Like, that's the whole purpose of it. Uh, another really important number on the sheet, is uh, bottom right, it tells you like the percentage of these numbers that you're using. So, say it's like 40 is your aerobic number, yeah. but you're using 90% of it. What does that mean? So, you're using 90% of the like your full number, right? If that makes sense, right? So, whereas I could have a really large aerobic capacity, yeah. 80, but I'm not able to function it, mm. I'm not able to use it. And I think his analogy that he always uses. Is always like, um, it's like a car. So you can have like a Ferrari, but you've only got like a box-o-corsa mm-hmm. engine yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just need to, you got to change it. Looking good on the out. outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Or it can be the other way around. So like, and um, you can have a really small car, but like get, get everything out of it, like mm-hmm. 100%. So within that, and then you also get your, you get your full sheet and you get like training paces with that. Um, so within the training paces, you get like hundreds, 200s, Uh, four hundreds, and it goes like lactate one, one and a half, two, four, five, and you know, within training sessions, we will have, uh, you know, we might have four hundreds. All right, do these at rest thirty lactate ones. So in theory, once we've done all ten of these four hundreds, our lactate should be one. And yeah, it might sometimes it creeps up a little bit, you know, with you know, uh, fatigue going up. Um, but yeah, that's that's the base of the, the sheet and the policy, and then within that and you get your six weeks cycle Mm -hmm. and so like and then you'll you'll test again so some athletes will do like um so some it can be a bit shorter than six weeks so you might do like three weeks on and then a a, thin, uh so it's called like super compensation so the idea is to add three weeks on two weeks off or like then you might do two if your numbers like we discussed were like quite small Mm. you might do smaller increments you might be like two weeks on one week off two weeks on one week off kind of oh, thing Oh, i didn't know that so you might kind of like balance it like that so like what i've usually done is like three weeks on two weeks off or sometimes you know four weeks on one week off depending on what my numbers are because you know if you rest then they're going to creep up so yeah. like that's what i would say with the way that you train yeah um, and yeah. what you do is if it was to be translated almost into the yam mode it'd be like of hard kind of suppression of the number yeah and then you go for a lot bigger taper than i would and what that does is it would make your numbers bigger how long's your taper um so in taper so you would do like I'd, I'd imagine i don't i don't know but you do like a lot of like race pace things yeah. or like so we do really like hard efforts that's our power that's like races for example all right so we do like something like two 100s rest 10 hard like so uh, like 200 like um about like, two. yeah rest I 10 or like that's awesome. um, so a set that I've done quite a lot is like two fifties from a dive on six minutes at ninety five percent, 400 easy, um, four three fifties, uh, rest thirty, at back end hundred, and then like plenty of easy, and then like six fifties at two hundred pace, rest fifteen. That's quite tough. So like that's that, really that's really tough. tough. So it's scene. like so it's like a so you so you're really trying to you're tr- really trying to like expose yeah and what that does is all this power that increases your percentage and that's close to race day so this can be like seven days out or wow. 10 days out for example and what that does is that increases the percentage yeah so it brings that number down increases the percent so what you want is by race oh, yeah, day yeah. You, want, you want a really high yeah. percentage but you want the number to be as big as possible don't you yeah so mm-hmm. in theory you want 90 percent of 80 yeah you want to so, be able to use it all as much as you can yeah oh that's so interesting so then um what we go into there I just feel like as well. So like I've been doing this for so long that I I do know bits about it, but yeah. at the same time, like yeah. for, for me, it's he's got a really interesting book called The Science of Winning,
2: <laughs> but it's
0: it's written in um like hey, so the guy not not from Denmark.
1: I was he's going to say he's, what the country again? He's, he's, he's he's Dutch from the Netherlands. Oh, no, that's
0: terrible. <laughs> he's, he's actually Belgian. Oh. oh, nice. oh you hate that as well. He'd hate that as well because they're, they're, uh, they're there's a Dutch team here. That's why. Yeah, that? yeah, that was definitely it. I was actually going to say, yeah, the Dutch used to use it. I was saying that to oh, you, so, Yeah, they all. So they used to use it from like 1997 onwards. Like they used it all the way. But then I think recently they've just stopped. Okay. Oh, that's what I was going to get on to. So, like the, the sort of cycles of work. Um, so, like the power stuff that we were talking about that we mm. do in taper or sort of dotted around the weeks. So, like that really short set that we did. Do you know the 2550s yeah, like that would be called an um anp right so anaerobic power um and like that is quite quite a hard it was quite hard, hard was there, set yeah. up here it was um so what we do is like the, the different types of sessions would be like ac1 and that can be like short or long so ac1 long would be like 1000 straight swimming and we get like a continuous pace that we need to do or it can be like ac1 short or it can be ac2 which is a little bit higher. that's like on and off stuff and i think we hmm. did that do you know when we did you were doing uh, 50s at pace and then we long 400s yeah so that's an ac2 and then an um, ac3 we'll play one of these this week that's a lot more like your heart rate is pretty high for the whole thing but that's quite high i'd, I'd probably say that's the closest thing to thresh right that we you, do you try and hit
1: thresh heart right rate by one second
0: so like, mate, we don't we don't we don't use heart rates at all which is so different so
1: interesting yeah, world that's yeah. I do with dave, like so so different to what i do with dave yeah um but that's what i was saying we, when we we're walking in town the other day like completely different training philosophies completely different training models but and different people all over the world will adopt something oh we've got the sheet here actually if you want to see that also, we've, the sheet got, out. We, we've got oh it's got well, a,
0: well, we hey out. It's out, yeah Got some, got some very private information <laughs> but from very far away that is yeah
2: don't worry tom's camera's not good enough to see that as well <laughs> <laughs> wifi's <not> good
1: enough.
2: <laughs> yeah. but
1: yeah no it, well that's that's probably the most in-depth explanation that we've both had um kate kind of i think yeah. yeah i think it's i think like become quite i've done it for such oh, a well, long yeah,
0: period yeah. of time and for me i for for me to properly do something as well as I can, I really I kind of need to be invested in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, that's like it's quite a basic understanding that I've got. Um, I'd say from the outset, you could just say it's a really polarized method. It's either really long, easy swimming, or you know, it's we're switching on pace. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'd say that's the easiest way of kind of which I think is the main difference between what we do we'll do much longer aerobic and threshold sessions. So um, like our, everything we do is heart rate based. It's completely based. So we'll do, I don't know. Twenty-one hundreds threshold, you know, which is one hundred and seventy beats per minute, yeah. you know, but we won't get any lactates, um, you know, which is completely different. And we'll obviously do some pace work and some speed work and stuff like that. But the majority is, is kind of big engine. I'd say it's probably more of an old school style of training that Dave McNulty adopts um generally. um I'd say that it's it's, it's been a model that's that's been around for well. I mean, obviously, young has been around for a while, but like doing your standard like your ten threes, your ten fours, whatever. Well, obviously, you do as well, but know it's much more routine throughout the week um it's probably a little bit more of an old-school way of training um but like we were saying the other day all these philosophies are so so different you know absolutely worlds apart from people over in you know australia and america and europe will train completely different to how we train um you know i'm sure different groups have different philosophies but you know and it all comes down i just find it so interesting when it comes down to why the races end up being so close and then everyone you know the human body can kind of only be pushed so far a little bit, so you always get the best in the world being being quite close to each other. Um, it's funny. One one thing that Duncan mentioned the other day, there's actually a swimming club, like an age group club in Great Britain, that uses the annual Albrecht system.
0: Yeah, but we don't we don't know who it is. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I know it. I think, um, Steve told me that I think Tennessee use it. Oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah, the, the, the uni program. Yeah, which I think Steve finds quite interesting because because it's such an individual thing. So like my yeah. numbers are completely different to I don't know Kathleen Dawson's numbers in our squad to Katie's to whatever. So like it means that a certain session there could be eight eight different things going on. Like they've got big teams over here. Yeah, so that's the thing. That's why I think Steve would find that is is finds it quite interesting. Like how do you how do you deploy that across? I don't know. Hundreds, some of have like
1: yeah hundreds of swimmers. Yeah, like how, massive how, how do you team. how do you get that to work? So um, maybe they just group. Yeah, people, I don't know. but then it's not really as yeah it's not it's as accurate. True. That's yeah, the know so
0: Mm. I think that'd be quite interesting to
2: find out yeah Duncan do you you ever get your sheet back from Jan and go sorry mate these these numbers aren't quite lining up with what what I hoped can you uh, put them back through the machine (laughs) yeah
0: do you know what's quite interesting there's a couple of times where I've not been ill yet and he's come like he's got the test results and he's gone I think he's I think he's ill or there's something wrong and then literally like a day later like sore throat riddled and (laughs)
2: done and and I'm
0: ill (laughs) 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 <laughs> um,
2: oh good, good stuff um I, I think that's i think that's something we can all relate to because even if you're say doing <laughs> what, riddles? <laughs> no, not that not that absolutely not in terms of like your, your your fatigue and tiredness because if for people doing it as a hobby or sort of uh, midweek after work sometimes you just get down say for example down to the track and you just just feel horrible even though you've had some mm. good good weeks of training you've been racing well and sometimes it's, it's just not there
0: yeah. yeah yeah totally and i think for me that was the biggest like buy-in for this was the super compensation which was like the recovery weeks is like is a really important phase of it um you know to to utilize that so much that then because that's when we test so after the super super compensation you're fatigued sort of squeezing a sponge and then after Mm -hmm. you're meant to like kind of let it chill out but um yeah no it is interesting and it's that kind of thing of like i just always relate back to, to what dino said you know it's just Just kind of just believing in whatever philosophy that you do. It doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah. But then I feel like it's always quite obvious when someone doesn't believe in what they do. You know,
1: regardless of whatever that is. Yeah. You need that buy-in, especially as the sport like swimming when it's like so much training and so rigorous. I think it can be quite easy though. Like, as you know, it happens even with like we know swimmers who are like older, more senior swimmers, really well established, have achieved loads. And they might get a result of competition that's not quite what they're expecting. And they're already looking over and being like, oh God, maybe I should be doing more of this. Or maybe I should be doing more of this, you know, more of what this person's doing who's ha- happened to have one good meet, you know, and they happen to have not a brilliant meet. And it's it's easy to, it is easy to start doubting when, thing, when things aren't quite going, um, right? So it's it's having that belief, you know, because I remember even like when I was young, I started training with Dave and I'd see what Duncan was doing or what anyone else is doing. I'd be like, maybe I should be doing a bit more of this. Maybe I should be doing a bit more of that. And it's like, having faith in the program and committing to it because then you'll train better anyway. If you've got that buy-in, you will train better anyway. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. It's a bit of a mental game sometimes.
2: And just, just sticking with swimming, uh, Duncan, I know uh, when we had Katie as well with Commonwealth games and comparing the Scottish setup to the team GB stuff, obviously you boys are both um, going out to Japan in summer and that's what you're building up to, but could you just give us a word on that difference between being in a team GB team for something like world champs compared to, uh scotland team for commonwealth because it just seems like especially at Commonwealth you, you guys are just having so much fun with it
0: a british team or a scottish team oh it's really difficult i think for, for me it's like uh i don't know how this will sound but for <laughs> so this is probably the clip that will get used <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah we got it we got it so like a scottish team is usually like let's be honest it's filled up with a lot of people that aren't necessarily on british teams mm-hmm. and a lot of them are the ones that you know i've raced in trained with for like five six years and it might be their first international team that they've made um and for me it's always quite special you know 2018 there's was, there's was so many people on that you know hadn't ever been to world champs or 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 anything else so um you know in that regard it is really special because the whole buzz of the team there's like there's a there's such there's always like less than five athletes that have kind of Mm-hmm. been to an Olympics and things like that so the whole team pretty much is just buzzing for like the village and, and everything like the whole experience which is just which is such good fun and uh you know it's such a close-knit group as well but I think I've, I've had I've, I've really enjoyed some teams like chat with Ross about this like um on um, um, like Olympics and things like that I just think it was a bit of a shame you know in Tokyo how we had to you know trip home so fast yeah, was, you know it's a bit it it's kind of stole the uh the kind of Fun bit afterwards, you know that, that kind of helps gel the team together, and you know kind of makes memories from that, you know, because Rio was was so special in that regard. But yeah, I'd probably need to be biased and say uh, teams on the commies are, are more fun.
2: <laughs> well, I've just just from a, an anthem point of view, "Flower of Scotland" is an absolute banger. When that was going off in Sandwell, oh, don't like I hear I often.
1: I heard it a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anytime that, that yeah. song
2: comes on, Tom is out of the room.
1: to start twitching, yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember Ross standing on the side, like he was absolutely belting it out, and I'm just like, all oh, right, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: nice. no, good song, to be fair. Not yeah, quite Drew good too. We added that uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I do like Jerusalem. Yeah.
2: Might actually get, get it on after this to be fair. Yeah, just just get it out <laughs> of the room. Right. I think yeah. I, I, that was no Duncan, thank you for that. That was a fascinating insight um into into your training philosophy. And I and I hope Katie's listening as well so she can um hear the real details of it, but I'm I'm, I'm I'm sure she knows her stuff. Um but away from the pool, um Duncan, what what are your hobbies? Like what are you doing in your spare time? I know you boys played a bit of golf uh a little bit together.
0: Yeah, I played some golf badly. I wasn't was it for, um, we built through it
1: we built through it i think we didn't have much practice time before yeah yeah we more yeah, t-shirts first hole we literally
0: so, <laughs> so we arrived they're almost like uh, we had to like rent clubs and stuff because we're out here so we arrived we gave ourselves five minutes to rent clubs get balls <laughs> and
2: get that sounds yeah. exactly like dino most most saturdays <laughs> that we play.
0: yeah it's just like not ideal so um yeah, we actually went around with a pretty nice boy that yeah. um, you know we've kind of connected with. So hopefully we'll a little bit of play with him next week, and you know it was good because I think our two levels together sort of almost matched his. Yeah, game. I
1: would say so. It was quite a close game. Came down to the last pup to be fair.
0: Yeah, um, which he missed on which he missed.
1: <laughs> he's <laughs> like it's just him against us too.
0: <laughs> you boys are there
1: yeah. <laughs> they're large I'll bet I like, be like next time mate.
0: you are a driver that went 400 yards
1: because it went along the, the car it path for about 100 minutes. I'm out <laughs> dribbling with, with an iron yeah an iron
2: <laughs> I like you fella uh,
1: but no it was good yeah it was a good game wasn't it mm. um, yeah we're going to try and get out next weekend as well if we can um, courses incredible. around here are nice not cheap no. Christ alive let's take out yeah and mortgage to pay for that round but it was good fun there
2: yeah good stuff and Duncan I heard you had a was it a near hole in one recently Dino was telling me oh, close. <laughs> just don't have to talk about it if you don't want to
0: <laughs> I just uh, yeah I, I'm kind of buzzing but I'm not you know it's, it's just I've never been that close in my life yeah I was uh it must have been I think two or three inches which is a lot. lot yeah it was yeah that's
2: that's much. a decent amount
0: which is a huge amount really so um by golf but in golf terms close. yeah so. it's was, it was quite close yeah. so uh yeah yeah just because it was a it was a blind from the tee box you can't oh. really so it was like you can see the top of the flag and that was kind of about it and i was like there's a bunker at the front a really nice course actually we showed rosemount in uh, blair gowrie which is a which is actually a pretty famous course and uh yeah, I mean, the rest of the holes I was kind of eating up. But, um, yeah, that was just
2: running over to it. So I was like, is
0: it hanging on the wall?
2: <laughs> Never seen a boy move so fast. There was, yeah. um, I don't I do don't you've ever played, it, but there's a, a hole at Maidenhead where it's a blind shot. Um, on path three and like people thought it'd be funny I'd, Duncan I'm not suggesting this happen to you but people would hide in the bushes and then come oh, out no. and grab people's balls <laughs> and then just put them next to the hole or in the hole so yeah. these people would be like buzzing because they thought they'd go <laughs>
1: one. Um, well, they got get a lot of fun spending their Sunday afternoon sitting in bushes by a path three
2: <laughs> <next>. <laughs> so if, if they'd done that they would have had the audacity not to put it in the hole just to leave you, know, yeah. you know, yeah, just hanging on edge and we, we've done this before, but I think it's time for a, a cheeky game of Mr. and Mrs. This this, this episode's really racking up time-wise, so I don't want to keep you boys too long. Um, yeah, we've we'll got you a big Jimmy. naps. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. Huge naps. So napped coming in a little
2: bit. I, I don't want to get you boys too excited for your nap, so you don't sleep. But, um, yeah, we play a little game, Mr. and Mrs., where we see how well you know each other. So we've got three simple questions. And you've got to guess <laughs> what the other one would say. Um, so we'll see how... Um, the team gb teammates do with this um so i'll g- I'll give you all three now um actually first one sports to watch and i've and i've been i've been told duncan that you're a big american sports fan you mentioned nfl earlier i've actually got my um my brooklyn oh. basketball top on just for you today so yeah what's each of your favorite sport to watch
1: well what well as now i'm answering for slam
2: well yeah you yeah, yeah. well you both so, do your own and um, honestly, don't
1: be well don't be nfl surely
2: yeah so, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, but what, what? Who's your who's your team, Duncan?
1: Uh,
0: so the first place I went to in America was uh, Charlotte. So that's in North Car- Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. uh, Scott Swimming sent us out to do a yards meet, and <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, money <laughs> well, Yeah, I've got no idea. I made I made one D final. <laughs> <laughs> Kale Ledecki actually beat me in the 500 yard that that meet. Wow. Um, I'm real. Yeah, it was twenty. I want December 2014. So I went there and um, yeah, I think it was just experience against like world class swimmers, but then also like it quite debt in depth as well. Um, but yeah, so I went there and then I was like, i oh, will just. Oh. And then about a year later, they were like, well, they actually went in the Super Bowl run that year like, with Cam Newton. Um, he started the uh, I,
2: feel, I don't know, the dab. He
0: started the dab. Oh, yeah,
2: that he's the dab man.
0: Yeah, he, he started it, um, wow, so it was his thing, yeah, and um, so, yeah, I was like, oh, they've got a Super Bowl, they must be good, so I started mm-hmm. following them, and then since then, they've been absolutely dreadful, <laughs> and so, yeah, Carolina Panthers, is so I watch, and then, yeah, that's, I watched Red Zone, which is, like, I just went into Dino's, like, live match of the day, pretty much, and I watch that every Sunday, um, which is September through December time.
2: Yeah, it's, it's big. Some of some of those um, those college games where they're filling out eighty k stadiums. I, I think we could get ponds Forge like that. Let's have let's have four, four <laughs> sides round. Yeah, yeah, they're, pre- pre- Force
0: they're Force. yeah, they're pretty nuts. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They've got cool like walk on songs and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Cool.
2: And what what do we reckon? Uh, Dino's favorite sport is to watch. You
0: know, I genuinely don't know. I know he's a Liverpool fan, so I maybe <laughs> want to say football, um, and he has done that. We- yeah, he, has, he has he has been to a couple of games, but I maybe want to say
1: golf. I really, I really don't know, man. To be fair, I'm not even <laughs> sure if
2: Tom knows what his favourite sport is.
1: I didn't think I well. I don't know. I watched, it, yeah, I watched a little bit, of Liverpool, like a few Liverpool games. I'm not as much of a fan. Yeah, as Alex. we did have a quiz
2: um, last week. Yeah, um, a
1: quiz on, like, on Liverpool. Friday in the quiz, um, probably. Oh yeah, big? Probably boxing. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, I should have yeah. got that. I should have yeah. got so that. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah, That was good for me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have um, got that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, need to try and watch a few more.
2: The oh, so right. Second, second question. Favorite meal out. So, like, your your favorite. I don't know type type of food. Um,
1: Oh, can
2: you 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 can go first?
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no type of meal. Oh. Um, nice. Uh, Dino's
2: favorite type of meal. i
1: am
2: not
0: one favorite type of meal list. Great. Um. <laughs> I've got no idea. Today Is he? he has he
2: not cracked open the chili this holiday? Well, sorry. Do, know, do you
0: know? you know? you know what he eats? Just chili con carne, sweet potato with tuna, and heaps of peanut bar. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, yeah, well that's yeah, that's what he gets through a peanut bar. So, beef, yeah. beef jerky, <laughs> <laughs> beef jerky, <laughs> beef jerky, peanut <laughs> butter. Jerky, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what his favorite cuisine. I think I think if I went
1: safe, I'd go Italian, yeah, just because it kind of ticks yeah. off a lot of boxes. I'm probably gonna say Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got a percentage old. game. Um, don't favourite meal out.
2: You can hear the silence actually, you can hear the silence. <laughs> <laughs> you always not no. eaten out much together.
1: Oh yeah, but it goes like Panda Express or Chipotle and stuff like yeah. that. It's not really, not really a cuisine, is it? I know, um, not... I don't know. Cereal. <laughs> <laughs> like, like wheat Toast, what the chocolate ones
2: called? I mean, I do have them every morning yeah. to be fair, yeah. A bit of crunchy in the evening.
1: Yeah, like, maybe like, um, I'm gonna go Italian. Great. Yeah. yeah well, sorry, there we go. <laughs> that works for me.
2: To. Right. And last, last one. Um, so currently Tom is two one up. So Duncan, we need this to, to level the, the game. Favorite spot in the UK. Um, you mentioned you're, you're playing a bit of golf up in Scotland. Yeah. What, what's your one spot in the UK that if you had a week to go, you'd go? i we've got to name it to the other person. The other
1: person. <clears throat> oh, oh, yours will be
2: um that island
1: you went to with the whiskeys facilities on it i'm gonna put that one in my, out there i don't know you answered You, I mean you, answer, you answer, yeah so it's so, the island? So, so,
0: island of isla that's it, um, do you know what that's taught i would it's it? a great one i'm actually going to see where i just went up north of my name oh so, yeah i
1: Moore. So, so more um Hello, hospitality <laughs> <laughs> <Mate>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Alex? So Alloa like the—is it a village, or town? It's a town. It's like 10, 15 minutes away from Stone. It's like a small, three-pool town, and they've got like a semi-pro football team, oh, okay. which don't support. And he went along to a game, and remember, I went to the um, that director's box, the Liverpool match. Oh, how can and I, I forget? I, it was unreal, and the food, and, like the seats, and I was at Anfield, and then I was sitting next like Kenny Dalglish and all this stuff. And stuff and I was like, this I three hate Kenny on my watch, three-course meal, like laid out and everything oh, yeah. like that. Anything and, and, and else you missed? <laughs> um no it was just really good That was and, it. um donks went to the aloe hospitality do you wanna well
0: it was family. pretty much all that but, but <laughs> if you just forget all of it
1: um,
2: <laughs> so
0: um yeah no it was good there's like a little little, little
2: room nice. a little room we what, went like, into the changing room Did they invite you in and that was it
0: yeah and they're like pork pies or yeah they had great pies steak pies
1: State by,
2: so. do, you, do you know what it's 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 the club that matters and um the feeling exactly the it, is. it is it is
1: no true true um and we didn't have any tenants on draft so so
2: yeah so is a, a real winner uh, <laughs> <things>. <laughs> there's but, the difference and Duncan, right, so... can you can you guess tom i don't know what i'd say yeah you know, I've, got, so... I've got one in my head but i'm not sure
0: yeah so I've got a lot of knowledge around the Royal Borough you know, the Royal Borough of Windsor and Maidenhead. yeah Windsor and Maidenhead. Yeah. recently
2: yeah, yeah recently changed um, them uh, so in the, the local elections
0: yeah shout out to the Royal Borough shout out to
1: the Royal Borough of Windsor and Maidenhead. Yeah. I don't know my favourite place uh,
2: the so King and Castle
0: me to, to answer
1: it. <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> probably that I don't know you love Bath you absolutely I'm love
0: in, Bath, in, like the, bath. In, in the summer oh, you, you absolutely love Bath I do um, like it a
2: lot <laughs> Does he spend Got too it. much time there, though? Would he want a week away?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Yeah, but people come for weeks away to Bath. So...
2: Um, <laughs> I'll go for a week away in your flat. Yeah, you did. I was gone. I was
0: <laughs> if you guys get up to that, that is your thing. You know? I don't like, think you need to tell everyone else. I'm probably just... <sighs> that's maybe a bit... I, don't, I don't think you should say Bath. If you end up saying Bath, I'll be disappointed in you because you should somewhere yeah, say somewhere other than where yeah, you stay. Right, right. You won't say Bath. Uh, I, I generally don't know because I, I don't know I don't know where
2: you I don't know, I don't know where you go don't
1: know anything about you. Yeah, I actually don't, don't what, <laughs> um, what were you
2: going to say sir? I was going to guess Cornwall Oh
1: Yeah I do like Cornwall I've not been for a while I went last year to be fair but before I haven't been for a while Yeah no Cornwall's good to I was going to say it sounds like shit but I do like going to Maidenhead <laughs> <laughs> Well it's just because like we can play golf
2: <laughs> it's because we can spend time together
1: yeah exactly oh i just love having time with you <laughs> yeah i don't know I like there are, it, there mate, are mate.
2: people queuing up at the the boundary of the borough to get in mate
1: exactly mate yeah knocking on the door so yeah fair play but no corn's good suggestion or we yeah.
2: yeah. anyway deep. Such such stuff. a rogue rogue shout there. But Thomas taking the victory 2-1 there. Um, because I think he, he's he's outplayed you by going for Maidenhead as his is hot Yeah, I was a bit of a hot yeah. So yeah, d- just to finish, Duncan, you look like you've had your trim touched up while you've been out there. Um oh, I think it yeah, I think was- it was it was a bit I'm not sure if it was a big talking point, but people noticed it at Sheffield. You'd come in with your did did you get it died? Yeah, yeah. It
0: just went um two all over and then uh, just died. Um so yeah, um liking it at the minute, i, I prefer the tips. So um yeah. that's kind of what I've got at the minute. Um yeah. and yeah, got it got cut off there guy from San Diego actually. Okay. Val. Val, big Val. So yeah. He does three cut haircuts in the day, morning He does three afternoon. trims a day, I that's
2: say. it. <laughs>
1: <And laughs> I'm talking got... managed to get a slot.
2: Oh, yeah, so I'm pretty lucky. So How have you got a slot there?
1: Who knows? Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, showed them Tom's
0: tattoo, and we got him. <laughs> a guy. Can I get? I know, here? I know him. He's from
2: Maidenhead, the Royal Borough. And I was going to say, the England football team—they got their the Phil Foden haircut, and they said if they were going to win the Euros. Could we maybe get one of the relay teams out in Japan, or with the the frosted tips?
1: Oh, I'd like that. Go on, on if, want, if we won football, one maybe.
2: Don, if you were going to get Tom to get a haircut, what would you suggest he should go for? Now, obviously it's looking good now, but if you're Thanks his mate. barber, yeah, obviously I'd probably go. um He's never he never grows it out. He used to have a yeah. long, he used to have okay. it long. Like, Did, yeah, you? I reckon. Yeah, Absolutely. something for, something long. Just because I,
0: I don't know if I've ever seen you without a skin face. I, <laughs> I just stand and
1: walk in. Don't even ask. He Just do what I want. Well, you don't walk in anywhere. He comes, comes, to my you, house actually, comes, comes to you. Comes to you. He walks so, in. Is <laughs> he's delivering while he's eating want? <laughs> Yeah. So we'll say, So basically the last thing we do whenever we get guests on um, we ask them, we did it for Katie and everyone else and Jimmy, about to go down for a race because you, you listen to music, don't you? Before yeah, some, you race, some, sometimes, some, sometimes Sometimes. sometimes. Not, yeah. If you had one song you have to listen to what would it be first off the bat? Before, before I go out or like, where, where am I? In the, room.
2: Yeah, You're just, in the call room Duncan, just to give you some flavour uh, we've had a few people on uh, Katie was actually Fred again um jimmy is a big fan of mary j blige uh and also a bit of craig david um Freya, oh gosh is uh, all about megan the stallion and, and beyonce just to get yeah just to give you some flavor. he's a
0: big megan the stallion person yeah, as well is. yeah um i'm a big saint john guy um mm. but, but i so i <laughs> free love yeah david brent is actually <laughs> what i listen to oh that uh,
2: is such a gene <laughs> It's Joe, on my favourite. Like, free love freeway. to the, free the, the
0: guitar. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, you write it. <laughs> um, I actually listen to different things depending on where I am in the. So, like, just before I walk out, it'll be it's like a bit more like I don't know, ravey kind of music, and then in the corum, it's like Saint John, probably quite chilled out. Um, but yeah, usually I find myself in my call room with Dino. I usually just chat. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's probably I think oh. it works. It works quite well for both of us. Yeah. Um, because like an international field, it's just like
2: everyone's sitting there in dead silence, and then we'll just I like it. How
1: we're just chatting. And everyone else is like they're quiet. Yeah, just, just, is, just chatting.
2: Is, there, is yeah. the in between us something you have a vested interest in, Duncan?
0: Oh, we- <laughs> we've probably got um invested interest in we cross over in a few yeah. things so like the office the in between us yeah.
2: come fly with me come fly with me yeah <laughs> all in the glory. what you should do is you should you should have someone with cards quote. outside the room and then you just pick one before you go and you like, have to say oh, a quote is, man. this is what we're talking about yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. oh good stuff um, and then the last thing we do is um, one bit of advice you give to someone if they're going to do a big race or a big event you get a lot of like, young swimmers and stuff to watch this
2: or, or even, yeah. I know it's quite even Sorry. in like a, a work setting as well, if any achievement, we had someone on, uh, my friend Toby, who walked across the States and like he was saying, you know, trust his instinct before he went out. So yeah, it can be absolutely anything, not just call room based, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good. I'd probably
0: say, um, so when I, was, when I was really young, Steve uh, on the back of my cap, I kind of think about it now and I think it's a little bit cringe but I like I kind of liked it, it was uh put um non-metano in the back of my cap I think that's how you say it which means no fear in Latin and uh it's kind of something that I've always respect all and fear none so like um so anytime I've gone into a race you know I've I've always like when I was younger I was a big swimming fan and I think when I was like 2015 2016 so like first coming onto the scene I found it quite not intimidating but I was like I really liked looking at And seeing how different people would race and things like that and um almost like imposter syndrome I guess in some sense but um but yeah respect all and fear none because I think that in any setting you can kind of relate to that you know whether that's you know a meeting that you're going into you've got a presentation or you know in other aspects you know a job interview or or things like that so um yeah it's something that I try and you know at university as well I'd be like not much preparation for
2: a presentation. i like,
0: well, let's just go in there and give
2: it a Respect shot. everyone, but just at the same time, just go I'm for not, it.
0: I'm not going to fear that lecture about there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's something that I try and, uh, I try and live by.
2: Yeah, no, perfect. I think that's, yeah, really good advice. And actually, I think everyone's advice is kind of, Similar in a way, but there's just those little points that that make it different, and that I guess it's that last thought before you go out. Um, So yeah, maybe people can get that on their caps going forwards. That's it.
1: Absolutely, good stuff. Well, so, mate, thank you very much. Oh, thanks,
2: thanks, for thanks for having me. On. What a way to uh round off season four. And uh, Tom, you've got a week off now from the from the pod Ooh, life. From the, the tough pod life.
0: Honestly, staying mean, with them, it's just, it's just manic. Past, it's just you know, he's he's, just at it
1: all day. Yeah, Emails. Charms, yeah you know admin ideas. linkedin LinkedIn yeah. big one obviously now yeah. um so for our 50th episode we both we're going to present a podcast after eating a um carolina 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 reaper pepper you know the managed to get that right? <laughs> i'm so nervous mate. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not so signed up for that. that is that in a way or? 10 episodes from now so 10 weeks
2: from now carolina reaper or well, one of us is going to have to we'll flip the yeah. coin we'll play a game or something i don't fancy it might um, be a big place to competition time. That. Yeah, it might be to be fair. Is that your way of
1: getting over it? We went up, but yeah, <laughs> damn, damn, I've got a competition. Oh we flip so a coin. Yeah.
2: Flip a coin and both sides are just heads and I have to go heads. <laughs> both sides <laughs> oh. Alex has to beat the pepper. Yeah, and then and then host
1: the pods. So we've got that for ten episodes time for wrapping up um, our fiftieth episode, end season five. But no, that's that's four seasons done. Um, thank you to everyone for listening and um, we'll see you at season five.
2: Yeah, and yeah, thank you, Duncan, for coming on. We had the the king's coronation uh, this weekend, Um apologies a moment before I say this, but we've got the king of Scottish swimming today.
1: There we go. Nice that. Huh? Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. <laughs> right. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, boys.